Hey, w- welcome back, y'all. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, doing well. Yay, holidays. <laughs> it is the holiday. Well, for us, it's the holidays. Uh, for y'all listeners, it's past the holidays. We hope you had a enjoyable holiday. <gasps> Hi, f- from the past. Hello, future. Welcome to 2019. We hope it's Wait, shiny the- and bright. Is Heartbeat's time shenanigans bleeding out into the real world? I can't handle this. It's too meta. Xander, um, help me. It's getting misty. from last year. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's get started. But first. No, let's not. What's uh, everyone's goals who? for Heartbeat in 2019? What's everyone's goals? What would you like to see happen? Tweet us at Heartbeat's cast. No, I meant you two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that was directed at us. Everything I want to talk about, I can't talk about. Anyways, okay. uh, I hope for my New Year's that uh, my my move goes well because I'm moving in February, so that's going to be exciting. And did you mean I goals we... for the podcast? Or, like, Let's cut goals. this. This didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. Sorry. No, 2019 is cancelled. What happened last time? Hi, friend. Welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller, Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? So last time, uh, you both met up at Charlene's house after Charlene beat Ashton in a race, giving her roses, and everyone was all flustered. Uh, And you guys escorted her down the path through the woods. You know, a typical escort mission, as any good RPG should have. Uh, But on the road, y'all met a strange woman um, named Carolina. Uh, Y'all had a small conversation with her. Ashrin was a bit wary because she was a Steiner follower. And some people have bad thoughts because they're creepy. She wore a mask that had no face. It's creepy. And then y'all went to Astrin's house. And Rob was very rude. I mean, Jacques was very rude to Astrin. But that's okay, because Astrin forgave him because Charlene asked and invited him to the house tour, which wasn't much of a tour as she left to go put her stuff away in a room as y'all perused the, the bookshelves. And photos on the wall and then uh, got pushed out of her home uh, soon after Charlene uh, asked Ashton uh, to date her, which Ashton did say yes while shoving Charlene out of the house and slamming the door in her face. Did I nail it? Yes. Yeah. All right. The two of them are walking down the path from Astrin's house back towards Heartbeats. And there's there's this disquiet, uncomfortable silence between them for like a couple of minutes. And then in a sudden outburst, Charlene turns and goes, But Jacques, I did all the right things! I I prefaced it correctly, I made sure of my intentions, I even gave her flowers! Why did she make me leave the house? Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Charlie. I asked Astrin out. Oh. And she said, yeah, 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 and pushed me out of the house. 
Well, that's and three then... yeses. That's legally binding. Is that? What? That's how it works with the nobility. So, so, she's my girlfriend? Yeah. 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 See, three yeses. It makes me really happy. Jack, you're such a good listener. Okay, but also, I think her sister is a witch, and they got rid of her. Did you say something? <laughs> I was thinking about Astrid. And <laughs> Shark just keeps wandering back to town. You both uh, travel down, and you all get to the the fork in the road. So, from where you're all standing, one goes right, and one goes left. Which way do y'all want to go? Can we do a navigate roll? Yes, you can. You can do a navigate roll. Do I get a plus one on journey tricks? Yeah. So, Charlene, you can roll navigation. Uh, we came, we turned right before when we came through, so that would mean we'd have to turn left now to go back the way that we had come. That's a 12. Yeah, so you both go left. Um, there's no real argument in that. And y'all spend a few hours going down the road uh, back into town. Uh, and it's now coming uh, pretty pretty to dusk. Like, like it's the sun is now setting by the time y'all get to the, the wood line. Jacques, you said there was a library here? Where is it? Um, it's in town, a few streets over from the uh, the mayor's building. Mind if we stop by? Um, I mean, we might be getting close to closing time, but um, wait, libraries close? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it it stays open fairly late. I went there after we went to um after we came back from the past. And that was at evening, so it stays open fairly late. But I assume Hold it closes. On. You're telling me that you went to a library after we came back, which means it might not have been there. So I'm not crazy. Uh, no, I went there before we went back in time. No, I didn't. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't dispute that logic. Well, it's here now. I'd like to go see it, even if sure. it's closed. Um, you'll get to meet the librarian, whose name is Beasley. Does Beasley look like this big around? And she gestures like a finger. And really scrawny, glasses, always carrying around cups of coffee and sheaves of notes. No. That's what the interns look like. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Huh. So, so what does Beasley look like? No, Beasley looks like Beasley looks a lot like me. So, this big around, glasses, <laughs> carries a lot of papers and coffee. Oh, okay, I see what you did there. Like, I see what you did there. I mean, he dresses well, Charlie. Oh, no, no one dresses as nicely as you do, Jacques. Except Astrid, my girlfriend. Did I tell you she's my girlfriend? Uh, during the this conversation of Charlene repeating herself... As, as Jacques may or may not be just constantly going, yes, I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> you keep saying that, Charlene. <laughs> um, no. So as y'all are, are talking and stuff, y'all uh, come to the to the library, uh, which is a nice, fairly sized building. Like, it's a nice, modest-sized building. 
for for a library and it, and it does appear to be open um we head inside and mm-hmm. behind the um uh the front um kind of service desk of the library is an elf uh wearing a gray charcoal suit who looks identical to Jacques. But does the suit not quite fit right? No, Whereas... no, like, like, looks identical to Jacques. Yeah, like, like, so the only difference is, is the shade of gray uh, compared to Jacques. So, like, there's a slight color difference, but only slight. It's hard to notice. Jacques? Yeah, Charlene? Do you have a brother named Beasley? No. This is just, this is Beasley. He's a librarian. And Beasley the librarian says, Oh, hi, Shark. <laughs> so good. I love it. <laughs> it's just... I so, don't care. Beasley. I yeah? hear you have a lot of books, and you're good for doing research. I mean, this is a library. Um, miss, I don't think I've met you. My name is Beasley. And he holds out a hand to shake it. Hi, I'm Charlene Coltrane. I'm the reporter. I've never been to a library before. The interns always did that. Sorry, you're a reporter and you've never been to a library before. <laughs> the interns always did that. I was always did in the you, field. Did you do journalism at a university? I'm self-taught. Oh, Okay. Um, did you get that from, like, how to be a journalist books, for example? No, mostly, like, carrying around a notebook and writing down weird things I saw and then asking a lot of questions. I got in a lot of trouble as a kid, too. Oh, well, welcome to the Heartbeats Library. Thanks. Coltrane, was it? Yeah, Coltrane Chronicle. You should have seen the sign that went up over my office, and if you haven't, you probably just never leave here. This is kind of cool. You know, it's funny. I can't leave here. (laughs) Immediately, her gaze goes back to Beasley. Whereas she was looking around and observing everything as she was talking, she goes, Try that again. Oh, I've tried leaving a lot of times. I can't leave here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um. Okay. So, what exactly do you use the library for? Well, the library is a service to the citizens of Heartbeats where they can borrow out books and other materials to help them in research or for just, you know, personal enjoyment. There's a great fiction section. We have a kid's library. All kinds of stuff. Most of my own personal research is how to break a witch's curse. (laughs) Witches, you say? Do you have a lot of them around here? No, no, it's just interest. <laughs> oh. Um. I don't read a lot of fiction. I don't, I don't read a lot of anything, actually. Jacques, what do you use libraries for? Oh, I, I did some research into Cal. Tried to find out things about him. It was a bust. I'm not very good at research. Um, I also like reading, um, I I mean, I read a bit of fiction. Beasley, do you have any books on magic? Oh, we have heaps of books on magic. 
any on um, ice magic, cold magic, that sort of thing. I'm in need of some new spells. Oh, that's in section K902.2. You've never used the Dewey Decimal System, have you? You haven't been in a library. Yes, we have books on ice magic. K902.2? Hey, Jacques? Yeah, Beasley? Do you reckon that you could show Charlene how to use the Dewey Decimal System? I, I was I was thinking of going to bed, um, given that it's a bit late. Oh, we were talking about this before. Does the library close when you go to bed, Beasley? No, Jacques, it stays open. I'm always here, so I'm happy for people to come whenever. Oh, so you're like a newspaper. You're always open. No, Charlene, people close papers when they're done reading them. I don't know whether that was Jacques or Bailey. <laughs> Bailey's not his name. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. This, here's the thing. They said it at the same time. Slide two. <laughs> Jacques and Charlene in the stacks. Trying to find K902.2 on ice magic. Um, I think it's around here, Charlene. Uh, there's... Uh, so, so um, different letters mean different types of writing, and then the numbers uh, help you find the kind of categorization of the things you're looking for. So, here we are, 901, 902, 902.1, 902.2. Here we go. That's odd, but interesting. Uh, the decimals, are they dewy because they're wet? And she touches the spine where it goes squish, squish. <laughs> but they've got like a little drop. It's the dew. Yeah, they're, they're a little, they're a little moisty. Moist. Little dewy. Yeah, I think that must be it. I mean, you would think moisture would be bad ah. for books. Well, I guess that turned out useful after all. So I can just read this? Do I get to take it home with me? Um, I I think Beasley is um prepping a library card for you right now, so you should be able to take a number of books home with you if you want to read them. Huh. This is quite interesting. I'm going to need to get a bookcase of Astrid. Do you think she'd let me borrow hers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, talk to her. You should probably ask before you just borrow it, but I assume well, so. Of course. Communication's very important in a relationship. You seem to swamp around hard on this. Maybe you need to start with the communication about, you know, <laughs> what it means for you two to be going out. Oh. I hadn't thought about that. Asking the deep questions. <laughs> the book falls out of Charlene's hand and hits her on the foot. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's time to, to leave. There are books falling on my feet. And um, I think I need to go process some of these new spells. Because it's the only new thing I've learned today. Okay, let's go. Also, communication is important. And so after you've had that conversation about what it means for you two, you should definitely follow it up with asking, did her parents murder her sister who's a witch? <laughs> <laughs> well, Beasley didn't know of any witches. They said it was just something interesting that he has come across. Oh yeah, he doesn't, like, I've chatted to him about it before. We tried to work out why he can't leave the library, and he said his memory's a bit foggy on it, but it's definitely not a witch. He just, he just finds it an interesting topic to research. Okay, um, I start to understand a little bit more why Charlene in this timeline drinks. I'm going to go find one of those. Oh, drinks, they're in, at, at this point, 
at this point, Beasley walks around the corner to provide some assistance. Um, <laughs> and he says, oh, drinking. You can find those in L302.2. What's the difference between K and L? I mean, one's ice and one's drinks, but why are they next to each other? Beasley, I don't understand. Oh, look, there's a book. Because a lot of popular beverages include ice. There we go. The art of mixing fine cocktails. If you go down two more rows, you should find a bottle of scotch I left in there. (laughs) Jacques, were you drinking the bottle of scotch when you came here? Beasley, was he drinking the scotch? I think that was Beasley who was. <laughs> that was Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the parts. I know. <laughs> Have I you gotten us confused? confused? <laughs> I'm gonna need that bottle of scotch now, please. And these books. Um, at this point, Jacques, now that they're back in town, thinks they prob- he probably needs to go and talk to someone in a position of authority uh, about a lot of the stuff that's been going on in the last 24 hours. Um, his first kind of reflex is to go to talk to the mayor, who's sort of his boss, but he remembered the mayor's out of town at the moment. So um, with much fear and trepidation, um, he heads to see the sheriff. Okay, and where is Charlene going? Charlene realizes she probably doesn't have that much alcohol in her house and goes to the bar. Okay, all right. So, Jacques, you're going to uh, Sheriff Alistar, and Charlene, you're going to the the tavern. Okay, cool. So, uh, we'll follow Jacques first. Um, So, Jacques, you easily make your way to the sheriff's office. It's open, the lights are on, uh, and you enter in and you see uh two people sitting at like uh desks that are kind of s- s- far apart there's a bunch of jail cells that are all empty uh there is a man to the left uh who you do not recognize he seems to be filling out paperwork and you see alistar to your right uh also filling out paperwork and looking very angry mm. he is like angrily doing this paperwork look that's a big mood um, Jacques sort of waves feebly. Oh, um, Sheriff, is now a good time? Beasley, I ain't got time for this. Um, I, I'm Jacques. Um, Beasley can't leave the library. He, he just stares at you blankly. You're not Beasley? We, okay, okay, Jacques. We uh, met yesterday. What, what can I do for you? And he like crosses his arms, looking very angry at you. We we met yesterday when you were trying to arrest that that orc woman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I I need to. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on in Heartbeats, and I think it's my civic duty to report it to you. Um, a number of crimes have happened, and I think you need to know. Well, now, Jacques, I, I think you need to come follow me to the interrogation room. And he he stands up and he drags his uh his chair and it squeaks across the floor, and he opens one of the jail cell doors and brings the the chair into the center of it. Come on, boy. Uh, no, I don't think that's necessary. I'm not being interrogated. I just wanted to provide some um insight. Oh no, I understand that, Jacques. But uh, I'm going to have to tell you, you got to get into the interrogation room. 
it's, I just it's wanted protocol. a conversation, one public servant to another. We're, we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one talk, boy. Me, you, and this chair. We're gonna we're gonna have a nice conversation, and you're gonna sit in this chair, and you're gonna tell me all about these crimes that were committed. I, I haven't committed any crimes. I've just observed crimes happening. I I of course I understand that. Now please, if you will, <laughs> come on and take a seat. Very tentatively walks into the room and sits on the chair. He, he pulls out his, his flashlight from his side and shines it into your face. He goes, now. That's really, that's, that's a lot of light. Could you turn that off? <laughs> he just, he just looks at you. Uh, you can't really see the face he's making as there's a big bright light in your face. And, and you hear some muttering from the back that you can't really make out. <laughs> Fine, whatever. And he turns off the light and he's like, now Jacques. And he, he leans back up against the uh the, the cell gate. Tell me, what what are these crimes you you've seen? Well, as I was coming home from dinner last night, I happened to pass an alleyway as the bank was blown open and saw two people who had blown the bank open and were running away. Okay, you saw And he, he stops as he was about to like brush you off and he like looks up at you, eyes squinted. You saw the perpetrators? Yeah. It was the scout and the hunter from the play, but not from the play, like the actual people. Wait, you're you're telling me the actors broke into the bank? No, not the actors. Like the the characters the people on which the characters are based. So like one of them was short and he had like a balding head and he went kick 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 lots and then the other guy was a big tall bulky guy and lots of like leathers and furs and and he well, he didn't say much actually okay so what you're telling me is that two fictional characters from the play made a big hole in the side of the bank yes I feel like every time I've tried to explain this story so far to people, I get the same response, which is questions about these characters. And I'm saying, yes, it was those two people. Okay, well, let's, you know, I'm going to take this very seriously, Jacques. Now, I'm going to I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write it down uh, as well as um, ask you ask you just a simple thing. Um. Did you did you have any drinks last night, sir? <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember. All right. And, no, and no, no. Rob the player can't remember in our timeline whether the drinks he had at Charlene's were that same day or not. Yes, if you had a yes. the beer thing was the same day. Uh Yeah, I had one or two in the afternoon. Mm, I see. I see. Okay. Well, well then, um, follow-up question. If you were near the bank when, when it was being in the process of being robbed, do you know anything about the fire that happened just a bit ways off? Oh, at Jeffrey's house? At the, at the, at the, at the inn? No. I, wait, there was a fire 
at Mr. At Mr. Jeffrey's house. Oh yeah, it was a, an oven that was left on. It was just a mistake. Uh, mm, an oven that was left on. I'm curious. Um, but no, I'm talking about that Matsuda Corp. Uh, I don't know nothing about that. Are you sure about that? Don't know a thing. Oh well then, alrighty, alrighty. Um. <clears throat> The other thing I want to talk to you about, I mean, this isn't really a crime yet, but I wanted to kind of report early. There's a there's a priestess of Steiner coming into town and like that just that could be shady. Is it, is it illegal to be a priestess of Steiner? Could you make it illegal to be a priestess of Steiner? He, he just kind of looks at you uh, a bit like not blinkfully, but just kind of like kind of confused a bit. And why would we do that? There's nothing wrong with being a Steiner worshiper as much as there isn't a problem being a magic worshiper. And by the way, for the the audience, uh, this is magic with a K and it's the name of a deity. <laughs> to make that clarification. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I mean, freedom of religion matters. I, I just, I, mm, I don't know. Sometimes my friends say I'm a bit paranoid. On that note, um... Oh, do they? <laughs> All right, well then. No, continue, continue. Just gonna well, write that down. So, the adventurer that you let loose yesterday because you weren't able to arrest them correctly and then they got away, um, they... They're, they're someone... I think them sent an arrow at us and missed us and hit a door, so that's petty vandalism. You can talk to, um... Jesse Windfall about that. There's a hole in her door, which is vandalism. So that's a crime. That one is a crime, right? Vandalism still a crime. Yes, vandalism is indeed a crime. Uh, I'll I'll get with Jesse and to co- collaborate with your tale. So the so the same arrow that helped make the pr- prisoner escape from my custody. You believe the same individual shot an arrow at y'all later that that evening? Yeah, All before right. between between then and when the bank thing happened. Right. All right, Mister Jacques. Is there is there any other tales you wanna you wanna tell us today? No, no, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else important to tell you. Especially not about Matsudacorp. Don't know nothing there. Alrighty. Well, we'll we'll sure be in be in touch, Mister Jacques. And he, uh, point like gestures out of the open cell. Sure. Thank you very much for your time, Sheriff. <laughs> and Jacques heads out of the cell. Uh, you head out of the cell. Um, and while that's all happening, we're gonna jump to. Charlene, uh, getting to the tavern. With two books under her arms, she pushes into the tavern and promptly realizes she has forgotten the bartender's name and realizes she may not have ever known it. Beer, please, two, nope, nope, one, first, one, then two. Did you know you have a library where you can, like, check out books and stuff? Beasley, can't leave the I'm very confused. Um, Astrid's my girlfriend. Where's my beer? 
the the bartender on duty um she she hands you or she slides you like a single beer bottle uh her name tag reads nico and as you scream that ashen's your girlfriend well well honey that's kind of a a weird way to celebrate alone for such a joyous occasion she kicked me out of the house (laughs) i don't know why but she's really pretty and i'm gonna drink this now okay you you do that dear anyways so who has number who has 20 on number four and you hear um uh, a woman call out oh i do doll got 20 on dog number four and you see like money and chips being passed around by the clutter of like a, a handful of people at the other end of the bar where Nico is taking uh, money and handing chips and stuff. What's what's all of this? Nico looks at you and goes, Oh, that's just something we do, huh? We take bets on the dog show the day before and then whoever wins gets a big, you know, pile of whatever money people throw in. I think that's a great idea. My favorite number is 17. Is there a dog 17? Unfortunately, no. Uh, there's only seven dogs this year, but we do have a seven. If you like, you can split it between one and seven, and that's kind of 17, honey. I like it. Let's do that. She puts down two gold pieces. Oh, you got big city money, honey. You only want to do two? You sure you don't want to kind of uh, up the ante a little bit? I only brought four with me, and I intend to drink a lot more. All right, well then, that's a... I mean, hey, as long as you're going to be spending money. So one for each, one for one, and one for seven? Yep, I like that idea. It's a very good idea. Nico. Mm, Very good idea, Nico. Another beer, please. All right. So she she winks and snaps at you. And she uh, takes your your money, uh, gives you two uh, poker chips, one blue, one green, uh, indicating the two dogs. Um... And then slide you another beer. I like heartbeats. Heartbeats is very good to me. Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? If you want to keep the good times rolling, you can contact us at Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can contact our wonderful storyteller at Adepsander. You can find the wonderfully talented Jazz at Orange Like Jazz. And you can find Humble or Me at Potentially Rob. Oh, and go have a look at our fancy new website at HeartbeatsCast.com. Lastly, if you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend. <laughs> <laughs>